Kanwipi, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi! Wow, um, I'm so excited for this video. To be honest, I did it once and I need to redo it again. I was feeling really angry inside of me. I was more intense because it's a really important subject for me that sometimes it brings me back to a lot of things that I don't understand myself. I have some frustrations about things that are going on today with Inuit, how we are, or how we were treated. And going back to this, sometimes it's hard to control myself and I'm glad I'm redoing it with more understanding of what I'm gonna say. We're gonna talk today about the high cost of living in Nunavut. I think we have a lot of things to unpack, to talk about. Yes. I want to remind all of us that Inuit were living a sustainable life on the land with nature, people, families, friends. We were respecting each other's in a way that it was really helpful to live in community. On the other hand, we have this word colonization, something that happened to us. I like to say that some people outsider went and came on our land to force their values, their culture, their way of thinking on us. And those actions, we can see that it impacts our way of living still today. I'm glad we have the space to talk and speak up about this. I think at the end of the day, about the high cost of living, we're gonna look up about this a little bit more, but at the end, it's hard to comprehend why it's going on today. And the only answer I have is we don't know enough about Inuit. We come on our land a lot, on our territory a lot, without understanding our culture. What we try to do is to put our kids into school to have some education. They will tell the parents that they need to follow or the parents will just do it naturally just because they thought that those people wanted the best. We were generally thinking that people who were coming on our land were just nice people and we believed them. We believed that they wanted the best for us. That's why Inuit moved into communities to stay closer to each other's, to help each other's. Unfortunately, we didn't expect what will happen. We didn't know that we needed to pay for the house and grocery and everything else beside it. We didn't know that would be hard. We didn't know. We followed their ways 
And they also said to us that we need to work for them to survive and make money to pay the rent, groceries, and everything else. I'm pretty sure Inuit were confident that they were capable of doing it for education, for their kids to be good. But we didn't know that we were losing our culture so fast, so quick. That's where high price of living is so hard to understand for us. But we came up with solution, with support from us, by us. Actually, even back then, Inuit will help each other by hunting and fishing. And that's what we still try to do today. If you're not capable to go on the land because it costs money now to have access to a skidoo, to a cabin, it's really expensive to go on the land now. And if someone in your family is capable to do it, they will help you for sure. That's how we do. That's what we know. We can also help elders to have country food, food on their tables. We also have in my community in Iqaluit, a community food center with low prices of food. I think we're trying to accommodate the community as much as possible, but I don't think it's enough. I think we should listen to our voices, to Inuit that are trying to speak up about this. Inuit has to face a lot of things in their own life. It is long-term difficult to survive with all the pressure. It is still going on today, and I wish to see family thriving in their culture. And I also feel that families want to feel understood. Yes, I think we're going to end this right now. I want to say thank you to everyone that is helping in the communities. I'm sending love to all hunters, all Inuit hunters, and the one that are fishing as well. It is valuable so much, especially on Inuit land. Nakovmik, thank you so much.